welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. My guest today is the founder of Family Keys and Teach and Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Tolson Ball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody that's tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, no problem. No problem. You know, love to talk about great stuff. Yes. Yes. How, how, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, we got a little snow today, a little freezing rain today. So it's a little, it's a slow day, but it was well needed. It was good. And it keeps people inside. Yes. Nice yes. Calm. It's kind of, kind of good to have a little bit, you know? That's good. That's great. Weather. So it's, it's all right. It's not that bad. Good, good. And you're in Canada, right? Yes, yes, Toronto, Canada. How yeah. how how is that so far? Because I know in the news, it's very. I, I, I don't want to say crazy, but it's very, it's intense right now in Canada. Oh, absolutely. Um, with you saying that, obviously, there's a lot of things that were that was going on just recently. Um, they sent out um the information that they're actually going to. Um, stop all the vaccination processes and actually open the city. So a lot of the, a lot of the venues, a lot of the things that you may need to enter via within the city, you would need to have proof of proof of vaccination. Yes. So now they're, they, they, they're discontinuing that, um, I guess, allowing the city to open up a lot more. Um, we just had a really, really big, big protest in Canada. Um, I don't know if you heard, but um, pretty much along, along, all the the borders where we can cross via Michigan, Niagara, we had the Canadian protesters about the mandate for the vaccination. You know, people that are not for it, they blocked off the borders. Um, So that was a big thing that was happening over here because um, specifically even with the the Ambassador Bridge Mm -hmm. that's located in Windsor and Michigan and Detroit, that's that's a lot of revenue going in and out of the country, right? And if you have protesters blocking, you know what... The effect of revenue. Of, oh, man, it, it was crazy. Like, I have friends in Detroit that were working at, like, Chrysler and GM and a lot of those organizations that were getting sent home after three or four hours just because they didn't have the parts, you know? Wow. So there's a big thing happening with that. They just um, recently cleared that up. Um, so you know, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. But you know what? God willing, God, God is on our side. You know what? Everything's getting a little bit better gradually. Um, I think it's been tough for everybody for the past, yes, yes, to be yes. honest. you know, so, you know, what? we all got to work together to get through this. And that's what's happening with our city right now. Well, I got to keep positive, put it in God's hands and, and hopefully and luckily everything turns out great for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And you that's know, the, that's the whole point. And me, we can find some type of normal within our surroundings again. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's needed. I think, even with this this conversation happening right now, you know, just the simple fact that we're able to connect in different cities, in different countries and have an open discussion about things that are happening within our worlds to kind of collide it, to make things better is, is what's needed for, for, for our world, you know, so it's a big rude awakening of what's happening for the past two years um, with everybody. So a lot of people just need to start opening their eyes and opening out their hearts and their spirits, you know, and and I'm into that. To that. So I'm into that. So you're a fellow entrepreneur. You're a teacher as well. Yes. Um. You 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 help children with autism as well. Yes. Uh, my son is aut- uh, has autism, so I'm honored just to be speaking to you right now and and having you on the podcast. Um, thank, you. thank you. 
So let's talk about what's your brand about family keys. Like how did you, what inspired you? Because you have a dope shirt on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the logo. I love the design. Um, what inspired you to, to create such an amazing, first of all, name family is key. Like it's very impactful, inspiring. What, how did it begin? Um, even from the basis of my family, um, I'm the youngest of four, four boys, you know, um, culturally, my background is Nigerian. So we're from West Africa and our Ooh, culture. The motherland. Very, very, exactly. Exactly. We're very strong, dedicated people to what we believe in, you know, and the biggest thing that my parents instilled in me is taking care of your family, taking care of your loved ones and the people that surround you. And I'm fast tracking to that. Now I I have two children of myself, a son and my daughter, and I would give the world for them. You know, I'd try to do anything possible that my aunt, my, my two hands can do, you know, my, my two feet can do for them. That's the most important, important thing. Um, With the, with the name itself, if you do obviously look into the dictionary, family is just an organization of loved ones through bloodline or even through friendship. You know, those are, those are two things that, coincide it's a it's a well-knitted close-knitted group and for key and specifically for my brand um when i do show it and different things like that i have the i have the key in gold and it's it's a sense of importance it's very valued you know key is okay this is key to knowledge this is a lot of things that are very important it has that representation to you know what a port importance to connect to family um not only with that is that um family family has has no color it's Mm. transparent and me being an educator and dealing with a lot of different ethnicities because um canada and toronto is very diverse very very diverse many multiculturals across across the whole country and transparency is very important you know what we're not judgmental in the sense of okay you need you come from this country and you need to be over here whatever everybody's everyone and we're all clear in a sense and that's a that's one of the biggest representations that i want to present i have family that are half filipino i have family that's half somalian you know what i have my wow. son and my daughter are nigerian and jamaican you know oh, and yes. those are the different cultural things that are connected to my brand you know and most importantly is that I feel that my purpose in life is to give back and be a caregiver. Um, you know, then that's one of my most important things. And I know we may even get, get, get into it a little bit earlier. And you, you, you spoke about um, autism and me being a teacher. You know what? That, that alone is something special for me. Um, when I first got into to teaching, it was, it, was, it was a fear for me you know, because there's so many things going on um, specifically with, with, with students with special needs. And a lot of people are, are scared, you know, they don't know what can come out of it. They don't know what can actually happen within the classroom, out, outside the classroom. How can they deal with it mental, mentally? But um, I found a place where I could appreciate what they do and appreciate the parents that have um, kids that are, or kids are adults or even youth that um, have autism, you know, and it's a special, it, like I said, it's a special thing. And it's a, it's a very dedicated, I don't even want to say it's a job, but it's a de- very dedicated and unique trait that an individual needs to have to 
to, you know what, care for somebody that is that that has autism, you know, or special need, little things like that. So pretty much what what drilled me to start my brand is definitely my experiences. I go back to my culture. I go back to my own family. I go back to me being the youngest out of four boys. I go back to the multiculturalism that I that I've seen in my neighborhood. Little things we bonded so much and there was Hispanic, there was black, there was white. But regardless of the situation or what color we were, we were all in that community, you know, and it was all love. You know, it was a great feeling. You know, I can go to anybody's house in any single building and it was it was welcoming with open arms. It was it was it was beautiful thing. So in terms of me bringing out my brand, that's what stemmed it out for me. That's that was my root, you know, giving back to the people representing my parents, representing my culture and representing the person who I am, which is more important, like an open provider and caregiver. Wow. That's, that's very inspiring. It's, uh, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, first of all, um, it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it sounds, uh, it sounds like you, you're one of those, uh, people that just wants to lead this world in a better place that was given to you. No, definitely. And definitely that's, that's, that's the, that's my goal. That's like I said, one of my purposes in life, my being. And if I can do that fashionably, I would love to see that because that's something that a lot of people, they want to look good at the same time. But if you're looking good, what is your representation on you're looking good? We all seen various things via Nike, Reebok, Gucci, Prada, whatever the case may be. But a lot of people don't know it's just the name it's not exactly you know yeah. so that's the thing i want to be able to see you in a distance and me walking down the street and we're wearing the same brand you may have got it from the owner or the founder but your representation why you're wearing it is your family is your son is your wife you know and you're doing it in style at the same time yes yes you know so a lot of people tend to I guess face some somewhat of the the I guess the imbalance of wearing something and representing something and if they're allowed to to put it in style and different things like that. I know a lot of people, um, I guess in some instances had a strong if and ends about of representing or wearing something that is very spiritual, you know, things like that. But if it's something that you believe in, you know what? Rock it, wear it. Make it look cool. Make other people see what you represent. Make people believe in it, you know, and that's how we need to do. And those are the things that we need to continue to do. So that's why I started off my brand. Um, just a big representation of me, my, my heritage, my roots, going back to Nigeria every so often, anytime that I can, like, and seeing the development of things that, you know what, a lot of us North Americans take for granted you know, things like that. And you know what, putting that into my brand, putting my love and my heart into my brand and sharing that with the rest of the world. That's beautiful. How long, how long have you been on this journey? Um, I've been working on this for about, I'm going to say maybe four or five years. Wow. Um, it really, it really just started off as a hashtag. You know, uh, I had my son, my first son, he's, he's six years old now, about to turn seven, but just, just see him grow from an infant to a toddler, to a toddler, to a child, to, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, it's a, it's a, 
it's a it's a life-changing experience and then now I have my daughter and she's just she picks up on everything you know she's quick she hears a song she wants to sing she it's everything that you ever would dream of and for me personally in my opinion and what I feel um that most people would want to do and are doing at this point is Mm -hmm. that once you do have a child everything is dedicated to them you want to leave your legacy on your child you want them to know that you've been a good person and you've helped others you want to transcend that same type of attitude to them so that you know that your spirit's living in them you want to teach them the roots of actually being that's a that's amazing you say that because like ever since i had my son like a lot of people uh don't really comprehend that once you have a child nothing else matters mm-hmm. you know i i remember you know how do i say this and and that had my family bash me right <laughs> <laughs> um when I, uh before my son was born uh my family they're badass right mm-hmm. but they can be a bit challenging as mm-hmm. i can be right as normal families can be yeah um and I, I was really put in a predicament in which you know my wife versus my mother yeah you know as being a husband we tend to be put in sometimes right mm-hmm. and i didn't want to deal with it in a sense of like i i the way i carried it was that's not my problem yeah uh, you guys fix it uh, because I, I I hate to be put in, in a predicament that I have to pick and choose and I'm not going to choose or pick, right? And, you know, when my son was finally born, you know, that's it. That's it. Like, I, that's it. Nobody else matters but him. Yeah. Nobody else matters but him and only him. Yeah. And you know, as the year my son my son is five now, right? So as the year progressed, you know, sometimes I get sad because I've, without knowing, I've dis- distanced myself from them mm-hmm. and from friends and from what you know. But is a bigger purpose here? Yep. You know the way you move, you structureize your life. You know, you 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 have to evolve and grow. Absolutely. Because if you don't, then what, you know, like you said, family key, family, family is keys. What are the values you're passing down? Mm -hmm. So as slowly time has progressed, I've been seeing and creating values. And, and family values is totally different than religion. Oh, for sure. It's not the same. For sure. You know, um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm happy that I've gone through this journey and, and I, I totally understand what you're trying to put out there. And it's, it's totally beautiful. Oh, thank you. God thank bless you for, 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 you for, for, for creating such beautiful thing. Oh, thank you very much. And those are, these are the, the moments that continue us as pure people to, to continue on with our journey and work extra hard and do a bit more every single day. Because you know what, 
we have a goal, we have a purpose, you know, we have something that we can live as long as we could for, you know, and that's the most important thing to keep on pushing and striving and trying to do great, not only for ourselves, but for mm-hmm. our children and people past that. You know? and, and you being a father and a teacher, you, you can relate when I say that, like, you know, like, take me for example, right? There was a point in time before I got married, before I had kids, you know, I truly didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what people, people, you know, like saw me as or mm-hmm. said things. I didn't care. And then today and somewhat I don't, but I do care how my child sees me. Yeah. So I have to walk a certain way. I got to talk a certain way. I got to look a certain way, you know, through, through the, you know, through his eyes, you see in me. And I have to show him to be a man, a person, yeah. a human being, you know, right and wrong. And, you know, some people can look at that and not care. Yeah. But then there's, you know, gentlemen like yourself that that is trying and it's difficult because oh, you're going to you, you, when you're trying to do something right, you know, it doesn't mean you have all the answers mm-hmm. or, or you're 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 um, know everything is mm-hmm. you're trying and you're going to stumble, but those through those stumbles, you continue to learn less and better. Right. Yeah. And people are not, some people are going to have trouble understanding that or even relating to that. And it gets really lonely. And, and, and you know, people that used to be surrounded with you now disappeared mm-hmm. because you change and you prioritize, prioritize, what's more important and, and you set goals for yourself and standards. Definitely, definitely. So I, you know, I commend you because it's, you know, the, the journey is tough, but it's not impossible. Oh, and, and that's, that's a good point that you made because I can honestly say my journey has been tough um, culturally. Yes. Um, even my, my name alone, you know, I've been to a lot of stages in my life when I put my name on a resume that I know I didn't get the call because they could have couldn't pronounce my name, you know, little things like that. And as I'm growing up, I'm, I'm learning that, you know what, because my name is a certain way or comes from a certain descent or culture, or anything like that, they're not going to call me because I may be labeled, to, I may be labeled or even stereo, stereotyped as this type of individual before I've been met, you know, yes. I've been, I've yes. been, I've been oppressed in, in high school. Whereas I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work so, so, so much. I'm working, I'm studying, I'm writing things down, I'm doing my papers and consistently, excuse me, consistently I'm getting the same mark. You know, I'm getting a 66, a 67, you know what? And I was like, you know what? I worked really hard on this. This doesn't make any sense. I worked extremely hard for this. I think, I believe within myself, I deserve this great, you know, to the point that I have to, be mindful, sit back a little bit and see what I can gain or what I can do to change this, change this narrative, you know? And the example that I'm actually using now in high school that I actually changed my name on a paper to a fellow student, you know, I made it seem like um, this student actually submitted his paper a little bit early than everybody else, but it was actually my paper with my name on it. So I submitted that and got the marks back but obviously at that point I didn't submit my paper so 
teachers announcing the names and give handing out the grades and whatnot. And she gives that paper to the person that I wrote their name of. And he looks at it and he's like, okay, this is, this is a 91. He looks at the grade first and it's typical. He's been getting that consistent consistently. So it was a more so just looking at the grade, you know, it's funny at that point because the teacher, I guess, didn't realize that she already gave him his essay Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. So she ended up giving him two essays back. And when he actually got his physical essay back, he got a 86. So he was, you know what? He was, he was unsure what happened. He's like, why did you give me back two? You know what? I'm in the classroom without no paper. Like I didn't submit anything to then announcing to the teacher later on, like, you know what? This was actually my paper. And this is what I wrote. This 91 is my grade. So in comparison to that, that's when, you know what? It put a shock on the teacher on my capabilities and what she's been neglecting for quite some time as a student to even, I guess, showing my, my parents that I've, it, I've been trialed unfairly. You know, things haven't been doing the right way for me because obviously even with my background and my parents school is very important you know what go to school get good grades go to university get your degree and whatever the case may be but in the eyes of my parents it's like I'm not meeting the standards you know Mm -hmm. but then that very moment that I was able to do that it was like the teacher's looking at me like why did you deceive me but I'm looking at her why did you deceive me of my grades you know you've been holding me back for a lot of these times, whereas I had to change the name to actually get the proper grade that I've been deserving. So those are the little struggles that I've been yes. facing as a, as a youth, even still at this, this very same time as, as, a, as an adult, being a black male adult, as a teacher, you know, little things like that, um, that I still do face right now. But my, my work, my work speaks for itself. I'm in the position that I am because I have. Done yeah, it's, it's, um, it's because you're you're from another country and, and probably you have a, a thick accent that they they don't see that they see that as like uh how do I put it like not degrading but they see because you're 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 not fluent English, right? You're not mm-hmm. you're not speaking like a normal person. Yeah. They see that as a, a as like a held back, but they're not realizing that your mind is totally different. Yep, definitely. And and they they judge that, right? They judge the, the your thickness and that you're you're from another country rather than judge your actual mind that's actually producing the work. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's a miscommunication. It's their their it's their fault because they're not educated. They're assuming, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, I I apologize. You you have to even go through that, you know, and even that you've gone through that, like it still doesn't get easy. There's, there's still more work to be done. There's still, you know, much, much more you have to prove and continue to prove. And you, you know, you have to do it humbly, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they, people in those positions want to, how do I put it? They want to push your buttons. Yeah. And as soon as you let them push your buttons, that's it. Everything you worked for, for years gone in, in, in seconds yeah so it's you know it's go back it, it goes back to that bible quote uh you know turn one cheek and turn the other right 
because you have to keep that composure. You you have to show them that you're not just anybody. Absolutely. You know, and and, and you know, as you continue, it's gonna get more difficult. Yeah. But when you know, at the end, when you finally get there, there's a standard, mm-hmm. and and it's gonna be difficult to follow up on because, like I said, as you continue, they're gonna push your button. They're gonna push your buttons, and and they want to get. You, some type of reaction out of you. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate, you know, whether in your Canada or in US or, you know, throughout the world, it's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. You know, and like I said, um, we're living proof. So to all the listeners, to all the people that are watching, to all the followers, to all the leaders, you know what? Things are going to happen that are going to try to deter you. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have mazes. But we are living proof to the 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 uplifting. The, you know, to the the overcoming. You know, the the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, not the opportunity. The opportunity. We're going up. We want to keep it moving. So everybody, you're, you're capable of doing it. You yes. know, you're capable of doing it. So you guys could do it. Everyone could do it, and that's the most important. You you got to believe. And keep on working, keep on gaining the knowledge, keep on applying the knowledge, you know, and I think people, people need to know that um, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge is a, is, is, is a potential, you know, applying that knowledge is the power, you Mm -hmm. know, we can always gain the knowledge, but are you going to actually apply that knowledge to, to, to whatever situation that you're facing, you know, that's the most important thing, gain the knowledge and use it effectively where it is beneficial for you, you know, and makes you stronger. You know, a lot of people do read, but when they read, it's like, okay, yeah, I just finished this book. This is another book in my den. But what did you take from that knowledge? Mm -hmm. What did you take from those words from that book that you can now? They they like digesting. You have to digest information. You know, so that's one of the most important that I've been learning with the various books that I've been reading um, recently and you gotta you gotta apply that knowledge you know nobody nobody's gonna give you a hand up there's no you're not gonna be spoon-fed you gotta actually right, work right. and get get to that point that you want to and, and and get to that goal and even after you get to that goal keep on going the, like i said marathon continues i'm a big nipsey hustle yes, yes. Man, a big nipsey hustle inspiration like he is yes. he is my martin luther king my gone gone too soon Oh, definitely. definitely. You want you want to know a fun fact about me and Nancy Hustle? Mm-hmm. We share the same birthday. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. That there goes a reason why. You know what? I, I got another connection to you. Yeah. You know, those are those are those are the things that August August fifteenth. Yep. There, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. His fourth his fourth anniversary for the victory lap just passed mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Um, and listen to him every single day, every single day. I listen to him because um, he's just he's 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 our modern day for me, modern day Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. He's that person for me. You know, um, people may kind of ask me how so Malcolm X is different. But in the day and age that I grew up, I've only seen Malcolm X and Martin Luther King in February and those black and white videos that my school presented. Whereas on top of that, including that, that I'm in Toronto, Canada. So that is not 
our culture to be seeing and what we are exposed to is totally different. To oh, they, whoever asks you some, they want it better for their people. Exactly. You know, exactly. So those, all of those people are magnificent beings, mentors, mm-hmm. spiritual beings that where they've instilled every single piece of their value into individuals like us to keep on going to fight for our rights and do what's right for our people and our families. So definitely, definitely big, big on all of those, all of those individuals. When, uh, when did you, how long have you been teaching? When did you start? Um, I started teaching in 2015. Um, Before that, what actually got me into teaching or before that, my, my mother was a teacher. Um, and that kind of pushed me to, mm. to that realm. Um, and then before I actually got into teacher's college to get my education degree, um, I was a CYW, um, a child and youth worker. So that was my first job. So you, you've always been really involved within the community oh, and absolutely. helping your brothers and sisters and, and really just everybody. Oh, of course. Absolutely. My very first job when I was 14, 15 years old was to be a recreation staff for the community. So um, that was my summer job to be active, playing with the the younger children there, um, building up program plans, um, doing various things throughout the summer and throughout the year for an after school program. So it kind of stemmed out from that. It just, you know what, as we grew, grew in the community, the opportunity were the same people that were teaching us when we got to the age they offered us a job so it kind of transcended through that and um it just continued on throughout my life so now this is where i stand as a teacher now wow and, and you work with autism children right yes 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 um what i what i've been doing with them is i've actually um insisted on many occasions that um I work with the special needs classes um, with my teachables, my, my grade levels, I'm able to um, teach from JK to grade eight. Um, and then to specifically work with um, special needs classes, you need to get um, AQs, additional qualifications. I don't technically have that, but being that um, I am, I'm not a contract teacher. Now I'm a supply teacher. I pretty much pick and choose what I want to do and how I want to do it. So more, more, more often than none, I usually do um, pick a special needs class because, um, like I said, I, I enjoy working with them. They're, they've t- they teach me every single day, every single day. And um, it's, it's, always, it's always uplifting to, to be amongst not only the students itself, but the other staff members and the other teachers that are dedicated to working with special needs, you know? Um, and that's, 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 that's my main, that's one of my main self familiarments that I've, 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 I, I appreciate as a person, as a teacher working with specifically with the special needs group and, the, and, and students and children that have autism. So I, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy doing it. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's um you you have to have the wants to be able to do that. Nope. You know, if if you don't have it in you, you know, and this goes out to any other person, like if you don't you have to want 
to change somebody's life to be able to accomplish that. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, man, you're doing so much and you're inspiring so much. Like it's 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 amazing that we need more people like you. They're 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 here. We gotta we gotta open the floodgates for them. You know, we gotta we gotta recognize them. That and that's that's something that I would definitely want to work on too, recognizing the the people that are not seen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they want to be seen, but we need to show that um, we appreciate their work, you know, and yes, things like yes. that. So that's 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 one of my goals with one of my with with a with my brand and something that I do want to implement um with one of the one of my products that I'm um hopeful to to release um just before just before um April and have some of my proceeds go to an organization um that sponsors that helps out with autism awareness. Um like I said, I do I do obviously appreciate the teachers, but I do appreciate um the CYWs and the educational assistance that you know I take a lot of the workload with um uh, the special needs classes and whatnot. They do a lot for them. So um, hats off to them. And you know what? Yes, yes. I, we, we appreciate everything that you guys do. Wow. Talk to me a little about what is, what is Teaching Ball? Oh, so um, Teaching Ball is a not, not-for-profit organization that um, I started with one of my close friends, Junior Kadugan, um, based off of both of our experiences. Um, obviously, as we stated before, I'm a teacher, um, and my friend, he's actually a professional basketball player. Um, he is, uh, um, my brother, you know, a lot of conversations we've talked about, we've known each other since grade one, grade two, grade three, around that area, that, that mm-hmm. elementary stage and in, in different parts of lives and different organizations in different communities. We've played head to head basketball, um, together. A lot of a lot of connections that we have, a lot of um, family-based connections too. So even our previous, our older brothers, our older brothers and and sisters, our siblings also went to elementary school together and middle school and high school. So we've always had that connection before we were actually born. You know, so um, during the time that um, he's been playing professional and I got into teaching, we talked briefly on starting an organization. Um, with him being a professional basketball player, he was a bit, uh, a lot more occupied than I was. Um, I was in the stages of it, so I slowly just started started to build. And just the same way how I was just speaking about my family and being a teacher, it is a mentoring tutor. It's a mentoring mentorship as well as a tutoring and a sports program. So we've been implementing all of these different programs that we're able to facilitate within um, high priority neighborhoods um, wow. in Toronto. So um, our goal is to obviously start with um, a few communities, mobily as well as stationary, but try to, as best as we can, extend throughout the whole city as well as internationally, um, anywhere possible, anywhere to get into connections. So with various things that we've already done, um, we've done um, a basketball clinic um, in one of our neighborhoods in the Mountain Community neighborhood, um, uh, as well as... um, we did a few workshops, a paint night for for some of the from the kids in in the in the neighborhood, and it was it was a good thing. It was a good feeling, you know. It was a good safe zone 
for the community. Um, in that community, as well as others around the city, um, the violence level has been going up. So we have a lot of parents and children that don't feel as safe as they used to. So being that they had a safe haven to come to for that time being to, to get whatever they want to get out, play basketball, paint, do sports, talk, do anything like that was a good feeling for our, 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 us as an organization, as well as the parents in the community. So um, that's something that we started. Um, COVID actually slowed it down, um, but we're in the midst of picking it back up. Um, and we have a lot more extended programs, um, the educational program um, included with the basketball program. And we just included a soccer program where um, kids, grade school kids can get um, basketball training, uh, soccer training, and then obviously educational help in any field that they're, they, they're in need of. So um, slowly but surely, we're working on it, working on our website to get things established. But um, it's an organization that I feel that is needed, not only within the communities of Toronto, but um, definitely worldwide. As, as much as we can sp- expand it too. So that's our goal to try to expand it as far as we can. I think um, collectively with all my executives, part of my team, my close-knitted friends and people that I've gained good relationships through through school with, um, we, got a, we got a great bond and it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be an amazing thing. And you know what? We want continuous support from our community, continuous support from our parents and people, individuals like you. You know what? Anywhere, anything like that always helps, and we're we're here for we're here for our city. We're here for our communities. That's beautiful. Have you been? Have you have been able to go on other platforms to to talk about this and and help restructurize and help your community rise? Um, not entirely. Like I said, we've been pretty much locked down majority of the time. Um, a lot of the things that have been happening have been via virtual. Um, but me personally, I am, I'm a, I'm a hands-on person. I like to see, feel, see everybody's body language and get in, in tune with them that way. So it's been, a, it's been very, very difficult being, being virtual and doing things through the screens and whatnot. Um, but now that things are definitely opening up, um, we do have the platform of actually being in schools. Like I said, I'm a teacher. So mm-hmm. a lot of networking has been happening through that via principals and different um, districts in the school within our city. So we've been building um, a lot of connections through that to try to reestablish ourselves as that organization that is here to help. Beautiful. The, the, you mentioned um, the parents now are not being safe within the community. You think that's because of what's going on? with the riots and, and the, the freedom fighters of, of COVID masks and all this going on? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of thing. It's, it's, it's a big thing that is difficult because nobody knew this would happen. Yes. You know, it was nothing that anybody can prepare with, no matter what age you are, whatever, what age group you are, you know, a lot of people, lost their jobs because they had to stay home and care for their, their children. You know, a lot of people had to find random babysitters because the daycares weren't open, you know, where more fin- financially now they have to come out more out of their pocket. You know, yes, a lot yes. of people had to get vaccinated to keep their jobs so that they can continue to feed their family. So um, it's a difficult thing. And at the same time, it's, it's a lot of idle time for the kids. It's a lot of, 
sitting down at home and looking at a screen and not getting fresh air where, you know what, idle time does tend to just pick up bad habits. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing. Um, I think a lot of children now actually realize the uniqueness of actually going outside and playing in a mm. park and interacting yes, with your yes. friends. That piece has been missing for two years where you can actually go outside and go on a swing and go down a slide. Whereas a lot of the children now are on the screen, on YouTube, playing video games, on Instagram, on their Discord, on Twitter, on TikTok, all of those things where it kind of it kind of stuck into your head that, you know what, I don't want to be doing this every single day. It hurts my head. Like I can't just look at a screen all day. I want to, I want to get outside. I want to experience things. Um, so it's been a little difficult. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of fumes have been in the air with anger and you know what, a lot of violence and different things like that, because there wasn't, there wasn't no activity. They weren't able to release that energy in other any other way you know it was second guessing yourself if you can even go out for a walk yeah it's it's um it's you know when you when you keep like take my son for example my son if he needs to release energy Mm -hmm. right so if you if you have your children at home and they they're used to having a routine, you know, waking up, getting ready, to go to school, you know, majority of your life until they become of age. That's what they do, mm-hmm. but they don't have that no more. Yeah. So so you you're you're forcing people to stay in your in, in your house, and you know you're promoting promoting it as like if you got to stay in your cage. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it, it's you know it's driving. It's driving us. It's driving people crazy. Listen, oh. nobody, no human being, is meant to live in top of one another and so yeah. close. We need, we need our space. Yeah. We need, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, crazy, but we need a room to think and 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 not feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And and this pandemic, listen, I'll tell you this much, right? This pandemic either made you or break you. Oh yeah. If if you were one of the people that just got laid off or, or took advantage and applied for unemployment and didn't do nothing but mm-hmm. sit, you know, on your butt and just enjoyed it as a vacation, and now that things are opening up, you're worrying because there's no unemployment now. There, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll break you. But if you're one of those people who never stopped hustling and took this opportunity to build your business. Yep. create a business do something uh there's hope for you you know yeah. um but it it's been you know this pandemic it shows it shows who you're really married to yeah you know a lot of people got into use to years of routine dropping their kids out of school let me go to work and not really getting to know your kids or not really getting to know your spouse because you you've been stuck in this routine for so many years yeah so for yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of you know and i count myself in that a lot of us you know it either either makes you or breaks you yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's a you hit it right on the nose you know what did you do within this time yes did you reflect on a lot of things that you could have changed are you still stuck in the past mm-hmm. you know are you still stuck what did you 
And what did you what did you change in your life that you didn't that you didn't want to do before? Things like that. And I think that was the most important thing for me myself during this time. You know what? How am I going to come out of this pandemic mm-hmm. and be an impactful person for my loved ones? You know, the impactful person for my city and my community, little things like that. And you know what? I'm I'm glad that I that I've that I'm doing what I'm doing now. You know, I'm glad that I I kept it moving. My feet were 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 still going, and I've learned um, more more discipline actions to make myself better. You know, it, I that. took the time to, to to slow myself down and be patient and write things down and actually plan it out throughout to the end plan it out to the end and that's something i think i I think and i could be wrong and i'm opening i'm open to be wrong right but i think the worst the pandemic that the worst has a is going to affect it's not gonna affect now but later down 20 years it's going to affect our children Mm -hmm. because our children are not meant to learn on a screen yeah I, i just you, you know, I was talking earlier for my friend and he was saying that uh, his daughter's going to school soon, right? And she's going to be five and he's thinking about homeschooling her. Mm-hmm. And they said it's fine, uh, but she needs to stay in front of a computer sitting down for six hours. Yeah. You, you're telling me a, a, a child that's turning four to going four to five, right? That's been home and or if... if Majority of the time it's been home because of the pandemic since the last two years, right? So she's used to having this being a kid, playing yeah. with her toys, running around, you know, being a kid. You you're going to tell me that she can sit down for six hours. There's this video on there's videos on social media that have gone viral of their children just falling asleep in front of the monitors. Oh yeah. You know, and that's been happening within the classes, too. Yeah. You know, a, a kid will turn off his screen and, you know, you'll call out their name and they won't answer. Mm-hmm. They won't answer. You won't hear from them. You know, little things like that. Yeah. They're obviously left the computer or they're sleeping, you know, little things like that. And it's 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 a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Very, very difficult. And, and and the lack of education, because, yeah, I could say a person to say a kid in eighth grade, right, could sit there. Yeah. Six hours, eight hours. All right. But doesn't it mean he's he he's, he's grasping anything. Yeah, I could be there and I could be make believe sleeping. Like who knows? And the that lack of commitment in education is not going to affect us affects us now. It's going to affect us down the road when they're in their twenties. Yeah, there's a there's a large gap here. This has been going on since 2020. We're in 2022 and it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, two yeah. a year can make a difference. Definitely. Two years can't even make more difference, you know, and and I could be wrong, but yet you never know. You know, and like 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 us going back to it's 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 us as parents and adults to take advantage of the time to teach our children what what could be done within this time, what Mm -hmm. what needs to be an educational moment, what needs to be learned in this time. And you know what, that's, those are the things that I try to 
take the time to teach my kids, you know, even cultural things. Um, a lot of the stuff that um, I do speak to them, obviously, English is my native tongue. That's what I speak. But anything that I can speak via my language, which is Yoruba, um, the Nigerian dialect, um, I try to tell my kids those type of things. And it's just general things. You know, stand up, sit down, say please. You know what? I would say that in my language. So just just so they're getting that cultural feel mm -hmm. to their lifestyle. They know where they're from. They know where, where they're coming from, little things like that. And instilling those same values that I've learned from my parents, you know, little things like that. So obviously, even being a teacher myself, a lot of the times that um, I'm with my son, we have a we have a pencil in a book, you know, where we're not looking at a screen. We're learning math on scrap paper because that's how I learned. If you can't get it, you're going to get a piece of paper from the recycling. Yeah, and what's beautiful, what, what's beautiful about your culture is that they don't want uh, entertainers or superstars. They want lawyers. They want doctors. Yes, they want. They, they want. Yeah, they want. They still that up from 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 get. Yeah, you know? they so. don't. They, they don't want. They don't care about you singing and rapping or not. They want things to be that. Honestly, it, it will be impactful in, in society. You need a lawyer. You need yeah. a doctor. You know. You need a scientist to to fucking uh, screw my language to to figure out what's going on with this virus somebody well, you can sure. trust you know educate it no absolutely you know and, and that's the beautiful about your culture because they don't they don't want they don't they don't bs no not they know what they want they, 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 they sacrifice everything to come to this country to bust their tails to give you an education i remember i had a i had a good friend right he was telling me a story that they he sent his uh him and his brother he sent them over here and um, his his mom was busting his tail over there in, in, in Ghana, I, I believe. And I apologize if I'm mentioning it wrong. And while they were living it up, being social life over here, you know, partying and whatnot, they did not know the struggles uh, their parents had to do to just send them money so they could go to college. Mm -hmm. The yeah. sacrifices, you know, like. You know, fucking cleaning toilets, yeah, dealing with people's shit. You know, like it's opening doors. People, oh, crazy. people, you know, th they say you have to be civilized, but civilized people are the most savage people around. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that those are those are the leading experiences that I've got to see with my culture going back to Nigeria and going back to the village where my parents were born and raised and seeing how they live. You know, those are the appreciation moments that I got to see as a youth, as well as an adult, you know, and those are the things that I keep on. Like I'm, I'm drilling, like as a person, as an individual, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something because I can honestly tell you, I went to Nigeria when I was 15, 16 years old and I went, two years ago before the pandemic and in some instances where where my parents were raised it looks exactly the same you know and that's that's over 15 years you know little things like that so i have a great sense of appreciation of where i'm yeah I'm you have from. that that great saying the uh immigrant mentality mm -hmm. uh, immigrant mentality will come here and bust their ass until they build their empire 
Absolutely. And it's been done multiple. It's been done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes our people within our country, you know, they'll sit there and say, oh, they're taking our jobs and talking all this shit, you know, but they lack the appreciation. That's uh, it. Of their, the, you know, we have speed, uh, freedom of speech. And I think uh, people that constantly give their opinion on things they lack experience of and understanding uh they they don't i I believe you know i could be wrong but i don't think they realize they're privileged right that's the thing like i don't i don't know about you like growing up like if if uh i gave my my sense of opinion i'll get smacked in the face coming out of place yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely hands down like we're 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 on the hierarchy like I couldn't really even say nothing unless it went through my oldest brother, you know, mm. little things like that. Like, yo, you don't speak. If you have something to say, you speak to your older brother and you let your older brother say it to me, little things like that. And, and that's just a respect issue. That's just, you know what? You respect your elders. You, you, you do what's right. That those are the leading cast. And going back to even what you're just speaking about, about um, individuals speaking about, things that they have the lack of experience i think don't get me wrong i think this is the golden age of how a lot of people can kind of establish themselves as an individual as an organization excuse me but i think social media has actually taken away a lot of that 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 experience because i feel that in some instances there's a lot of there's a lot of doctors there's a lot of lawyers there's a lot of people able to tell you something on social media that don't have their doctrine you know what that haven't passed the bar mm-hmm. you know what and these are these are the same people that have 20 30,000 followers mm-hmm. and you have people people listening to you and you're you're misleading them with information that god knows where you got it from you know but it's also like you know and i and i quote the great uh, the mighty jacob kanani who's from toronto canada as well i think from toronto uh, that he moved due to what's going on. He moved to Mexico. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be a doctor to educate yourself. You don't have to be a lawyer to go up and, you know, these are things that are out there. Out there. Yep. So if I go and read six, seven articles about something and those articles, I'm going off of those articles. Uh, that's not the person's problem. Wrong. That's that's the people releasing. So that means you're you're releasing false documents. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so you you don't have to be a doctor to educate yourself on mm-hmm. things, right? And, and like you said, it's it's difficult nowadays with social media. Like back in the day, you you go online. It's so many professional, well done um, websites. Now everything's a blog. Yeah, like is this really you know? And a lot of blogs, what some people tend to uh, fail and realize, but it takes time to actually realize it that a blog is based on that person' experience. Yep, their opinion. Yep. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's facts mm-hmm. that you read it and it can, you can relate, and then you try it. Hey, kudos to you. But yet again, like you said, it's. It's based on their opinion and their experience. It doesn't mean it's facts. Yep. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and that just goes back to people just taking the time to, to do your research, reference mm-hmm. where you got this information from, you know what, um, get in contact with somebody, ask them questions, you know, as, 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 as much as possible, you know, um, uh, and that's what, that's what I've been doing. And at most with everything that you do ask the most that you can get from it is no, I can't give you this information or no, I can't say it, or I don't want to say it. You know what? But there is a billion people across the world. You know what? You, you will be able to get your answer. You will be able to get your information if you ask the right questions and you know what leading with um, that you're actually curious to know the, the, the knowledge that you're seeking, you know, and, no, and, and important thing. one thing that like, when I was a child, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know the use. I didn't know reading was useful. So I, I started growing up, you know, I've always been woke since I was a child. That's, that's been my blessing and curse. I just, didn't know how to understand it until yeah. it's, it's, until I start coming to age. One thing we as people in society lack to see the value in is our libraries. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. So-called with a click of a button, you can erase everything. And it's yeah. like, and it was like, it never appeared. Yeah. It's often like the 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 Mandela effect, right? Yes. Something was there, but it wasn't. It was it, right? Yeah. But our libraries, it's 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 physical form. Yeah. It's accountability. That's it. And you know, it's resources. There's there's like I tell people all the time, you know, and I sound like a a, a fucking recorder, like time always repeats itself yes it does it, it, it always repeats itself and majority of the time the outcome is always going to be the same is because uh the lack of wanting to understand it and sometimes to understand things you have to go back yeah you know the, a vi- you know there was the virus uh COVID-19 before that there was Ebola Ebola and before- yeah, before that, you know, until we get to the, the plague or whatever, like, yeah. you know, things always repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so we have the answer right there and then, you know, if we go back to these old books would probably have answers to help us to, to see further and understand things, you know, and not to mention things tend to evolve, but yet we can win in anything. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. 100% facts, 100% facts. And if you just apply yourself to those things, you could you could do it, you know? And people will see it. Even people that you may not even have in contact with. People are watching, people will see it. So you need to just apply yourself. And a big thing, another book that I read was um, Jonah Berger's In- Invisible Influence. And it says like 99.9 of the stuff that is gained and drilled into your head is, is an, is an influence. It's something that you see, you may not know it. You may not recognize it, but it's constantly something that you've been seeing all the time that draws you to it. Just like, for example, obviously a car, you know what, if you go out your, go outside your house tomorrow 
and you say, you know what? I want to buy a C-class Benz. I guarantee you're going to see that at least 20 or 30 times right after you thinking that, yes. you know? So yes. if you apply yourself to being in a library and going around books or going to a bookstore and different things like that, your mind is already collecting all the information that you need. And, and what's crazy is that, like for me, right, I wasn't a big reader, but reading, excuse me, reading disciplines you. It gives you patience. Like, think about it. Like, it's a, a, a 300 to 400 book and you're reading and you got to you got to be like as much as you're a fast reader, you also have to uh, read it in a way you got to take your time to read it so you can actually digest what it's saying. Yeah, very, very important. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I read things like I have this book I'm reading right now and I got to read that shit a couple of times because mm-hmm. I, I read it. Boom, boom, boom. But I'm I, I'm not. I need to digest. I need to know what this means. Yeah. So I read it again, you know. And and sometimes you get these books that had fucking fancy words. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you you have to really go to a dictionary and understand them because it's never been used. It, it's, it's it was invented, but it's actually never been used for a sentence, right? So, um, it like for me, it helped me be patient. Yeah. And take my time, and analyze. So there's, there's, you know, a multitude of reasons why reading, you know, and now because of my life is so busy, you know, audiobooks. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. another form, you know, you get your education while you do something, but seek, you know, and, and don't, it stresses me out to say this, right? Don't, don't go and, and get a book and where they're advertising it. Yeah. Right. Like, because the av- if you if you purchase it as the advertisement is doing their job. Absolutely. Like, like I think we connected because of the David Goggin book, right? Oh yeah, there it is. Right? Yeah. That's how we connected that I uh 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 Chice. Shout out to Chice. Uh right. yeah, he um he posted it. Uh it says the book is called From David Goggin, You Can't Hurt Me. Can't and hurt the book me. is good. But uh, the audio version is better because you get a, a, a back seat like they digest chapter per chapter and it's like a mini podcast. You could get so more, much more feeling and understanding what this man endured to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my very first book at the top of the year. And it's funny. One of my friends referred it to me and he's like, you know what? You got to read this like this is this is something that you know what will change your life. And it's, 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 it's a story of many of us being told in the book, but the way that it was articulated, um, like you said, the audio book being that he was actually there to explain each chapter on what his experiences and things like that was, was amazing. Like running on broken feet, bleeding, yes, yes. coming out, um, being a child and you have, Rick James coming in, into your dad's establishment and your dad has been drilling you so, so hard that you could care less who Rick James is. Yeah. You know what? You know, things like that. And it's dawning that like, even right now, like if we've seen any celebrity, we want to run up to them and take a picture and do all this type of stuff. But this individual right here was telling me like Rick James is that guy. And I can care less because my dad, 
wants to make sure that the count is good. My dad wants to make sure that the food is running. My dad wants to make sure that my restaurant is and my and he didn't he he didn't even treat him like his son. No, not at all. Not one bit. Not didn't treat him like his son, and that's and that's 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 horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's horrible. Oh, it's it it it's a very tough read. Very, very tough read. Not not so much obviously the words that are being used, but to actually visualize yeah. experiences that detail. Detail, yeah. detail. You like for me, like I I I use the audiobook one and I you know I, I listen to it. And it's like I, I'm in my head I'm imagining this picture scene by scene and how everything went down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the constant abuse from his father, then I guess the abuse that he was that he was facing um, from his his sergeants, his military mm-hmm. leaders, too, ongoing, and him telling himself day and day, like, "You guys are not going to make me quit. <laughs> You're not going to make me stop, no matter what. Like, I will walk on my hands, knees, elbows to finish this task." Mm-hmm. And he did that throughout his whole life. He went. He went multiple times to Hell Week. Yo, man. You know, hey, hey, it's it takes a, a, a you got to want it that bad, you know, and, and you, you you know, anything in life, you don't have to be like David Goggins. He 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 isn't, you know, he that's his own person. That's who he is. You know, you don't have to be like that. But it's true what he says that you want it bad. You know, you got to you got you got to want it bad as you want to breathe. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's uh. It's very tedious, but like nobody's gonna do it for you. Right. And and he's a prime example of that, you know, prime example. Things like that. So yeah, that 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 book alone just it it changed a lot of my perspective and things that I need to do as a person, things that I want to help people. And you know what it was it was and, a I, I, and that, you know, that you know, I applaud you for it. You know, but I like I I learned that I just want to inspire people mm-hmm. because some people, you know, man, you know, some people are just dead weight. Yeah. You know, I could, you know, I've been stuck in predicament. I, I, I it's dead weight, man. And yeah. sometimes you got to in order for you to save people, you got to save yourself first. Absolutely. And it, that's that's. It's very sad and heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but the best step you can do as you do, you inspire people. That's it. You got, that's, that's all you can do. You know, that's all you can do because you try to help people. They, they want to take advantage of you. They want to give you that sob story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's first, the first and second time, you know, fine. But after you do it, sometimes it, it gets tiring. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Cause everybody has their sad stories. Everybody yeah. has that story, you know, and we got to work through it and, and, and pick up ourselves and keep on going. And like you said, yeah, if 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 we could be those individuals to inspire those people with sad stories, let's get on this train and let's let's all do this. Let's do this t- together. That's the main thing. We mm-hmm. inspire one. I inspire another. We're we're all on the same team. You know, yeah. our, 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 our spirit is inspired. So let's do it together type of thing. And family is key. Oh, there you go. Boom, Absolutely. boom. Family's, family's key, family's key. 
Definitely. Listen, it's been an it's been uh, an honor talking to you. Oh, thank you very much uh, for having me. We we have to do this again in the near future. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it's you, what you're doing in your organizations, and and man, God bless you. You're 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 you're, you're, you're fucking changing lives one day at a time. That's 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 all I want to do. That's what I'm here for, you know. And I I want people to be believers, and that's that's the main thing. If you want the help, the help is here, but you gotta believe. You have to believe. Yes, yes. Gotta believe within yourself. Andy. I'm into that. Uh, before we go, uh, tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, they can find me at Family is Key Brand on Instagram, as well as Teach and Ball at, on Instagram. Uh, working on the website, so website is familyskeybrand.com, and then teachandball.com. So any of those platforms, you can definitely find me at and shoot me a message anybody else we can chit chat talk about what's going on and like i said we're we're, we're both in two different countries and we're connected yes so yes there's no limitation on wherever you are whatever you're, you're doing time zones or whatever the case may be you know what i'm willing to to speak my mind as well as obviously diaz is and we just got to keep it going we got to keep on keep this train going to inspire and to help others that's the most important thing so Family is key. Yes. Family is key. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.